My father was an officer in the army, psychological operations. And he was concerned that I might be taken advantage of somehow, so he arranged for me to train with a number of specialists throughout my childhood. I lived in 34 homes in 17 years. You moved 34 times? Mm-hmm. God, that's extraordinary. No, I'm sure it must have been difficult, but I haven't been anywhere. Well, Cancun, not my proudest moment. Um, I just mean, your life is unique. It's not unique. I, I have a high-functioning form of autism, which means I have an extremely narrow focus and a hard time abandoning tasks once I've taken them up. I have difficulty socializing with other people, even though I want to. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Have you ever seen Matt Damon and Ben Affleck in the same room together at the same time? I haven't. It's a conspiracy right there. I think it's I think it's as simple as that house was built before cars were big. It, nothing was terrible. Hello and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. The greater good. This is episode 405 and tonight we're talking about The Accountant. I am Sean Allred and joining us tonight is Andrew he doesn't fish, he shoots, Jimison. Actually, it's, was it plinking? Yeah, plinking is the art of <laughs> shooting fish with a gun. Yeah. It's the most American uh, thing you can possibly do, you know. But if you're from Australia, you can use dynamite. That's true. You just go to the uh, <laughs> Manhattan, uh, what was it, the East River or whatever, and just throw yeah. dynamite into the, <laughs> to the river to catch the fish. Uh, again, no Sam. He's still on sabbatical, uh, which is fine. We wish him all the best and whatnot. And making his Cheap Seat Reviews debut is Kevin. I just realized I didn't give you a middle name from the Jury Room <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Gosh, dang it. Well, I, uh, I'm glad to be loved here on the Cheap Seat Review, I guess, since I don't have a middle name. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wrote I wrote one for Andrew. I did my five-word review. I got my top three. I did all this stuff except write a middle name for you. Oh, my goodness. That's so embarrassing. Uh, and I'm not good at, like, I, I think stuff, it's perfect. Like, off, yeah. I just, I, if I was good at, you know, thinking on my feet, like, I have to write everything out. Uh, otherwise, it'd be, it'd be really funny. Um, it was probably going to be something like, uh, Kevin, why do people write on clear plastic walls? from the jury room podcast or something like that. You know what? Either way, it works. It all works. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, those markers that he went through, I mean, Andrew, you work at a public school. You have to yeah. make a dry erase marker work like for, you know, 12 months. And he I don't went know. Through, I don't know how he went through. So right. yeah, like, even, even with the amount that he wrote on the boards, you could, you could get all that out of two, one or maybe two. one. Yeah, one or two. Like one yeah. and a half, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. I mean, I understand the movie is trying to get us to think that 
he's writing so much that he goes through all these markers, but, or maybe because of his, uh, because of his autism, like it, it, once the felt starts to fray, he has to throw it away. Maybe, maybe it could be something like that. You know, yeah, I don't know. We'll talk more about that later. Uh, so let's pull up a comfy chair and dive into this movie. This is 2016's the accountant. And boy, am I excited to talk about this movie because I saw this when it came out and I really enjoyed it. And I've watched it two or three times since then. So I'm uh, really excited, uh, Kevin, when you pick this movie. But before we get too much farther into what this movie is and, you know, Ben Affleck and sadly, Sam's not here to give us his Ben Affleck impression. (laughs) It's really good. It really is. Uh, Kevin, please tell our listeners your podcast and what you do and... uh, all that Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. First and foremost, congratulations on four four hundred episodes, guys. Uh, I know oh, I congratulated you. you guys on uh, on social media, but it's a huge feat, and uh, that's super exciting for you guys. But I'm really excited to be here. All it means is that yeah, all it means is that no one has told us to stop oh, yet. That's good. Well, or <laughs> you're crazy, not crazy enough to stop, or whatever, whichever one that's it is. Uh, no. My name is Kevin. I'm host of the Jerry Room Podcast. It's a uh, true crime podcast. Uh, it is solo hosted by me. And then I usually bring a guest on for the aftermath episode the week after the episode that I put out. Uh, but yeah, I release content uh, every week, kind of on a break right now. But uh, yeah, um, my second passion is is movies and uh, stuff like this. So I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, we're, we're glad to have you. And, and uh your show i haven't honestly i'm I'm sorry to say i haven't listened to it i gotta go now though so it's Um, fine yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but no i i want to because i i've just kind of gotten into true crime a little bit and uh there's a uh an episode of uh or a documentary rather on uh, netflix about this girl that went to a theme park and vanished uh from the theme park and wasn't seen is it a newer like new 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 one yeah I haven't seen any of the new new ones, but I and I haven't I haven't heard of that one. There's so I mean it's sad to say, right? There's so much true crime content out there that you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I saw somebody make the comment that we should really worry about our wives because they're the ones that sit at home and watch this true true, uh, true crime documentary. And if anybody's going to learn how to get oh, away with they're, murder, they're plotting your death, be... I promise. <laughs> and they know they're going to get away with it too. I, I can promise you that right. too. Uh, no suggestions for like true crime content on Netflix. There's the bad vegan. It's not, it's true crime esque. It's more white collar crime than it is like murder and stuff like that. It's really good. And then if you, there's a, cra- there's another crazy one. Oh man, I forget what the name of it is, but basically this family gives their daughter to a kidnapper twice because he was sleeping with the both the mom and the dad and they didn't want their affairs to come out so they let this guy kidnap their daughter twice it's it's insane but yeah there's there's a lot of crazy stuff out there man well needless to say we're we're excited that you're here uh, okay, gosh, I don't know how to follow up uh, th- that uh, crazy account, but I guess I'll try and simply say this is 2016 The Account, starring Ben Affleck, uh, Anna Kendrick, and J.K. Simmons, directed by Gavin O'Connor. Uh, and I don't know any of his work, but I'll probably click on him and go, oh, he's the guy what directed 
Uh, let's see. <laughs> he did the accountant. He also did. No, he wrote. He directed Miracle. He directed 2004's Miracle. Oh well, my yeah. my good sir, yeah, okay. I uh, I am a fan. I love that movie. That movie is great. Uh, I don't know about much anything else. Oh, oh uh, yeah, something called Miracle's Warrior. Good. Oh yeah, Warrior. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the show is it a show? Or, yeah, the show on uh, Amazon, I think, called The Americans. That oh yeah, that started that? as an he, FX show. That is a fantastic yeah. show. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he did the pilot for yeah, that. Yeah, that's a good show. Cool. And then he's doing a, uh, oh, an untitled accountant sequel. Well, that's pretty cool. I'm all for it. And he's also. It's called in, The Notary. <laughs> <laughs> he's also uh, directing something called Fast, which is a former U.S. Special Forces officer is recruited by the government's drug enforcement agency to lead a takedown drug dealers who are protected by the CIA. Ooh. I'm here for it. I think so it's you... going to be good. Uh, we have no idea. There's no other information about it. So <laughs> there you go. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, we'll talk more about that director as we go on. But Andrew, please tell us what is this movie? The accountant, a math savant uncooks the books for a new client. The treasury department closes in on his activities and the body count starts to rise. Mm. All right. Yeah, that's uh, I'm good for that. So, uh, Kevin, was this so this was definitely not my first viewing. Was this a first viewing for either one of you? It was the first time for me, and I have to say I was pleasantly surprised. Okay. Yeah, the, the, I had not seen this before. I thought that I had, but I had gotten this movie confused with The Informant. Which is Matt Damon. I mean, they're they're interchangeable. They they kind of are the same person. uh, I'm pretty sure that's what. And I had this confused. So I had. Have you ever seen Matt Damon and Ben Affleck in the same room together at the same time? I haven't. It's conspiracy right there. Yes, (laughs) there's several movies with them together. Why you gotta debunk it already? Why you gotta debunk it? They're one and the same person. Deepfakes. <laughs> there, the, yeah, they're deepfakes. CIA. That's what I'm saying. There you go. Nice. Uh, so this movie, it says it, it won several awards. So I clicked on it just to see what it was, and I, I kind of feel like that their link is broken. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's how many awards they won. No, so it, it it was nominated for a Saturn Award for Best Thriller, which is cool, and it was nominated for something else. I'm not going to read, but then it was. Uh, it was and uh, a Jupiter Award. Ben Affleck was nominated for Best International Actor, but then it then this is in it, he wins the Yoga Award for Worst Foreign Actor for Batman versus Superman. Oh yeah, I don't think that's uh, correct. It's not even this movie. Right. Yeah, that's not the same movie. Right. <laughs> so that's interesting uh, to me. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, I've seen this several times and, uh, I really, really like this movie a lot. I think Ben Affleck is really, really good in it. And of course, Anna Kendrick is just super cute and I like her in all things. And this also has a cast that I didn't mention. I mentioned uh, JK Simmons, but Jeffrey Tambor is in this and he's, he doesn't do a lot, but he's really great in it. Uh, John Lithgow, who of course is fantastic as soon as you see him. Yeah, he's great. And of course, as soon as you see him on camera, you're like, oh, he's going to be a bad guy. 
John Berenthal, uh, who we know as the Punisher in the new series. Yeah. That kind of caught me off guard there. Yeah. And uh, and he's really good in that. Uh, Gene Smart is in this. Allison Wright. There's a bunch of really good actors in this. And I was really, uh, really impressed at this this acting. I just, I really enjoyed this movie. So I had, five I had you. very low expectations going into this movie. So, yeah, really? I, because I, Ben Affleck, Ben, Ben Affleck's it up. And uh, I'm not that I'm a hater, but I'm not a fan of him either. He He's like sure. in the middle for me. Um, but no, I, I, you know what? I, I was, I, I liked the movie. It was, I was pleasantly surprised. Cool. All right. Well, we'll, we'll hit on that in just a second. Andrew, um, give us your five word review, please. Okay. Uh, I have two. And if you count a hyphen and three letters, they're both five words again this week. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> All right. Uh, so high functioning man with ASD kills. So if you count the acronym of ASD, mm-hmm. uh, that's one word. Uh, and then Jason Bourne with a calculator. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. So there we go. Yeah. I mean, um, I won't say this movie blew my mind in any way, but, and I, it could have been the way that I had to watch it because I watched it in kind of three parts uh, over a couple of days. And uh, I was a little confused about a couple of things. Like, for instance, his brother, uh, when he shows up for the first time on screen, I I guess I missed, I thought I had missed something, but I didn't. Um, So I thought that uh, this person was hired by somebody from the, um, oh, what's the company? Yeah, the arm people, the yeah. uh, prosthetic company, whatever they're called. Yeah, right. Yeah, I thought he was hired by them to go after this guy in in uh, Switzerland, and I thought, well, why would they do that? So I was a little confused. But after I uh, finished the movie and then went back and watched the beginning third again, um, it made more sense. So uh, I don't know. I mean, it, nothing was terrible. But it wasn't a movie that, and again, it could be because of the way I watched it, but it wasn't a movie that I wanted to focus 100% on, if that yeah, makes any I, sense. Yeah, I know. It, it kind of does. It didn't quite pass your no cell phone rule. Yeah, yeah. And if uh, a movie keeps my attention, it's okay. It's a good movie. This one I did want to stray a little bit. All right. That's fair. Wanted to cheat on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. That movie's plotting your death now. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're going to break his moral code for cheating. (laughs) Uh, Okay, Kevin. Five word review. Uh, Mind numbing, easy watch. Killer. Okay. That's five words, right? Uh, no. So like I said, I had very low expectations going into this movie. I I didn't know what to expect. Uh, I had wanted to see it years ago, but I just never got around to watching it. And so it kind of, you know, went out of my mind until you were like, Hey, these are the movies that we have. And I was like, cool, I'll pick that one. And so, uh, I found myself also wanting to play on my phone, 
uh, which I did. I was playing a game, but you know, I was like uh, something where I could watch but still play at the same time. But it still kept my attention enough to not just like because I was like, oh, I'm, I can take a nap and I'll wake up and I'll watch the rest of it. But surprisingly, I was able to stay awake during the whole thing, and so I I was pleasantly surprised. I felt like it didn't try to be more than it was, and it kept all of its plot points, which was nice. And but Ben Affleck, just his facial expressions are hilarious. He's happy. He's this. It's the same facial expression. Well, that's that's kind of how it would be, though, right. right? For for someone who is you know high functioning autistic, he, he his facial expressions aren't going to change that much, um, right? The so those of you who know me uh, uh, know my wife teaches children with special needs, uh, uh, particularly kids with autism, and so when this movie came out, she and I went and saw it. And uh, this movie made her mad, not how Ben Affleck portrays someone with, with autism, but how the father treats him. Yeah. Because the dad does literally all the wrong things, which I think the movie is trying to tell us. Like, yeah, the, this dad sucks. Like, he's a bad dad, which is, I right. think, part of why uh, Ben Affleck is so curious about you know, if J.K. Simmons was a good dad or not. Yeah, and he also, I don't know if you caught it, but Jeffrey Tambor's character calls him son, which I know that's like an, an older person thing. Like sometimes they'll just say, okay, listen up here, son. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a couple of hints to that, that father, father figure type that was portrayed in the movie. Yeah, and which, yeah, exactly. So the one thing that uh, I guess I haven't given my five word review. Um, I'll say this: uh, don't mess with moral code. That's my five word review. <laughs> so the there's a couple of things I really like about the movie, right? And um, one, I actually really liked Ben Affleck's portrayal. I thought he did a really, really good job, you know, acting because you have to almost act stiff, right? You have right. to act reserved and very. Um, you know, you have to tone everything down. I mean, even the fight scenes, it almost looks like he's bored. And Mm -hmm. I, you know, like, because it's just the thing he has to do. Right. right? The other thing I really like about this movie is I love the timeline jump, right? This movie is all over the map where we get, we get the intro of the movie. We get very little information other than, you know, somebody's getting killed and we see a cop running across the street, but we don't know who it is. Like we don't get a lot of information. And then and we honestly, I forgot about that. Yeah. I completely forgot about it. Uh, be, well, because I had to watch it over three days. Sure. But when we got to the end of the movie, I thought, well, that, haven't we seen that before? And then I went back and watched it again. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I really like how this movie is, is kind of has layers, right? We get the, the intro and then we, we meet, you know, Ben's character, Christian, and and he's just real subtle stuff, right? Like he's an accountant and he's, you know, he's got the the full tropes and, and he's helping the farmers. And it's so sweet because he just wants to help people. And they're like, well, we don't make a lot of money. And he's like, yeah. And he goes, wait a minute, that's a nice necklace. D- do you like it? No. But <laughs> but did you make it? Well, yes. So you have a business. It's kind of like the, the trope from uh, or the same trope from uh, – the Incredibles. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Where yeah. she's like, he wants to help her, 
you know, pure, you know uh, penetrate the bureaucracy. And uh, exactly, that's exactly it. Uh, that's a great example. I hadn't thought about that. But like, he's like a mild-mannered dude, right? And then it's not until, you know, things get really crazy and he starts shooting people that 50 cal where like, oh, okay, this guy can fight. You know, like this is a thing. And we do get some, you know, uh, flashbacks of him training as a kid. So, so it's not a complete shock. But I like that stuff. I really enjoyed that kind of storytelling. Um and frankly, Andrew, um, so Kevin, we watched recently uh, a, oh gosh, who was the director? I like him so much. Um, Wrath of Man. What was his, the director? Uh, Guy Ritchie. Yeah. We watched the Guy Ritchie film, Wrath of Man, and Wrath of Man does this. We get a we get we get some story, and then we get a little back backstory, and then we get backstory from a different point of view. Like, we get a, get a lot of that. I think this version did it better than Wrath of Man, personally. Really? Yeah. I, see, I would disagree. I think I think the other movie, I think Wrath of Man did it better, even though I didn't like that movie. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I just watched recently that new Resident Evil show on Netflix, and they do the same thing like that. And they did a really good job with it. Actually, I was pleasantly surprised with that. <laughs> I don't... Andrew and I are giving each other looks... Either your your laptops started spinning up really fast there, Kevin, or you have a cow in your in your closet I'm, with you. Or I something. might have a cow with me. Okay. <laughs> I thought maybe somebody was driving by real fast with a goat. <laughs> they were. <laughs> I mean, they were. That's. I have a. I, I'm I'm in a barn closet. That's what I'm at, and I got all the farm animals. Oh, farm fair. animals behind me. <laughs> sure. Nice. As, as you are. I mean, you got to do what you got to right, do. It's right. fine. Absolutely. I mean, it, it's. It's no worse than a guest we had literally had the TV on in the background. So you're doing great. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. You want me to go turn the TV on too? I can do that if you want. Yeah. Oh, by all yeah, means. Yeah, great, uh, great. That would be great. Do you want me to turn some music on too? Really get it going for <laughs> as you? Long as, it's, as long as it's copywritten and we get kicked off of YouTube. Oh. That's the only kind of music I want. <laughs> None of that free play garbage. I don't want any uh, anything like that. Uh <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're all, we're having a good time here. Let's see. All right. Um, here's a fun little random note that I wrote. Never thought about the fact that Ben Affleck, who plays the daredevil, uh, is in a movie with John Barenthal, who plays the Punisher in the daredevil. Oh yeah. That's good. I didn't think about that either. No. So fun Marvel connections there. Um, so I'm interested. So, so Andrew, you seem to already kind of not like this movie. So tell me some of the things that just didn't work for you. Well, okay. Those photographers that were taking his picture. Now, I understand if he is, uh, you know, autism spectrum disorder person uh, or person with that, then he might avert his eyes. He may not look directly at a camera. And I think that's the point they're trying to make. However... This the photographer who's capturing his picture in all these different places that uh, J.K. Simmons is showing. Uh, what was her name? Yes, Med, 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 Medina. Yeah, sorry, Medina. not Medina. Not Medina. Yeah. Uh, Something. Yeah, Mary Beth Medina. Yeah, yeah. So none of those pictures capture any of his face except maybe a little bit of a profile on that last one that they're able to get like a face mapping picture from with her contacts at the CIA or, or whoever that was. 
But uh, I just, I don't know, that really bothered me. Like of eight or 10 pictures, you can't get one of this guy's face. So I don't know. Um, See, I always took that as Ben Affleck is so, you know, smart that he always knows where the camera could be. So he put positions himself so that if there's someone over there taking my picture, I'm going to make sure my face isn't shown. That's kind of what I was thinking. I, I kinda, the meticulous yeah. thought because he doesn't because he just thinks everything out so thoroughly that he was always in a position to kind of keep himself shield from a camera. I, I don't know. I feel like we're giving him too much credit. I don't know. I mean, this is a guy that, that, you know, makes a living by, you know, being on the run. He's able to outsmart. I mean, this is a guy that not only cooks the books for the bad guys, but he's able to turn in some other bad guys and not having it tied back to him so that he can keep yeah. cooking the book for bad guys. So I, I think he's pretty, you know, gosh darn smart. Um, and, uh, yeah. and his, uh, his assistant, you know, back at the, uh, at the, at the place there, you know, she's, she's obviously really smart too. So the bat cave. I did think that was a nice, uh, a nice twist at the, there were two twists at the end that I, I did appreciate both of them. One, the fact that the person who's after him is his brother and he doesn't realize that it's his brother and his brother doesn't realize it's him Yeah. until, until that moment. Spoiler. But um, the other one was was the the moment where his Justine friend from from childhood mm -hmm. is his trusted helper because you know we hear the voice and you I think what is it uh, gasp or yeah or he sigh, heavy, heavy, sigh. heavy sigh yeah we get that yeah. a couple times yeah and I thought well maybe that person's just saying heavy sigh to be you know yeah yeah you know, that's how they are. I didn't realize it was computer yeah. program speaking, which was kind of cool. So I did appreciate that. But uh, something that bothered me about his character, and it, maybe not his character, but the way that they portrayed uh, his parking skills. <laughs> well, the truck because, wouldn't fit in the garage straight on. Well, is that is that why you, yeah, you park that way? It's the only way you do it. Because he's got like this, you know, it's an F-150 four-door. I mean, like it barely fit, you know, because when he came home really frustrated because he didn't get to yeah, finish the yeah. problem, he was like four inches away from the wall and the garage door, you know, smashes down in the bed. So that's why he has to like bump the wall. Yeah. Because I, I was just thinking, I was just thinking nobody parks that way. Like he parked at a diagonal and I thought that's so weird, especially for someone that has some OCD type tendencies. But I think his, his tendencies no, were know. thrown off because he wasn't able to finish the problem. And I think that was what the, what they were going for that feeling, even if he does park at an angle because they showed him parking before and he didn't have a problem. But once the, once his problem wasn't solved, it threw his whole, like his whole being into disarray. And I think that's yeah. kind of what they were trying to go for was, you know, that it just completely destroyed him inside that he couldn't finish what was, what he was doing. I think it's, I think it's as simple as that house was built before cars were big. <laughs> I guess right. so. Yeah. You know, right. <laughs> you know I was, a, it was a house built in the eighties when everybody was driving Yugos and Volkswagen Beetles and things like that. You know, like, you know, not people aren't driving, you know, nine foot long uh, F one fifties. Yeah. 
Uh, but, but I did know, like the, the minigun on the arm in the garage. That you know, how do you, how does he cover the front? Oh, this is how he covers the front. Yeah, with a <laughs> minigun. You know, but those those things aside that I mentioned, I just I don't know. It just didn't. The movie just didn't sit with me. I don't know. That's all right. I can't really explain it. It's just not not my top, not my cup of tea. Another thing that bothered me. <laughs> sorry, that's fine. I was just thinking. Um, was this girl, the, the Medina character mm-hmm. that comes in, and I, I don't really know what is true about her and what is not, because he reads all this stuff, like that she's worked for the Treasury Department for the past five years, and then he says, you're a liar. So what what was she lying about exactly? Her criminal record. Because I watched that scene twice. Yeah, she had, a, she had a felony charge on her, on her record. Well, yeah, but she didn't lie about that. She just omitted it. It's still lying. Well... Uh, it's a lie by omission. When you when you fill out a credit uh, an application to be a federal agent, and it says, "Do you have felonies?" and you check no, that's, that's a lie. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty big lie. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I don't. I don't know. It just it. I understand that, but at the same time, I it made me think as a watcher that she lied about working and and what what cases she worked on and how long she had been there. That's what I thought he was saying she lied about. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, to me, the, that that scene does only two things. One, it forces her into the movie, into the plot. And two, it establishes she's willing to bend a rule or two. Right. And that's yeah. important for later because J.K. Simmons, and, and he knows that. He, he, he knows at some point when he's going to retire, he needs someone to take the call right. from Justine, the voice. And he figures, well, if she's willing to to shove coke up a guy's nose, you know, that, that borax or whatever it was, right, and then stick him in a trunk for three days and cook, she's obviously willing to bend some rules. And you're going to have to bend some rules in order to, you know, for the quote-unquote greater good, uh, to use my own whatever, you know, that's that's what that establishes for me, so... I'm I'm here for it, but that's all right. If it's not again, Andrew, you've seen this movie once. I've seen this movie like four or five times, right? So I'm, you know, that might be it. Kevin, anything you picked up on that you liked or didn't like? Um, I didn't like how, and I get it because it was, you know, drawing to a conclusion. Uh, I didn't like how how short of a time it took her to uh, figure out that where his accounting office was. And what he was doing, uh, I didn't like that part because I, I felt like he they had portrayed him to be so meticulous the whole time that I would find it hard for him to leave a breadcrumb like that. You know what I mean? Um, but no, other than that, that that part, and then the I knew before they they brought the brother in that it was his brother. I figured it out. Uh, but that part felt a little rushed. I felt like they could have developed that part a little bit more. I kind of assumed like throughout the movie. Uh, but the good parts about the movie was, is there, there was a lot of, you know, unknowns, a lot of twists, some turns. There was some ups and downs, but the, uh, just the way that he was able to, I don't know be so completely OCD about literally everything in his life, but then 
and the next, and literally in the same sentence, you know, blow somebody's head off with a 50 cal. You know what I mean? And I, I felt that that was uh, definitely unexpected. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he, he has his little, uh, his, his texture thing where he blows on this, his fingers before his, you know, he takes a shot with the 50 cal to blow up those cantaloupes. Uh, but you're not wrong. And then he's a, but he's, he's, he's good to just, you know, shoot the bad guys as he needs to. But again, I think that's just the training kicks in and whatever. I mean, he doesn't hardly get injured at all. I mean, his brother beats him up more than anyone else. And that's mainly because he lets him. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So it, it just kind of goes to the uh, kind of how awesome he is at, at the fighting. Um, all right. What about you? Uh, what did, did you things you didn't like that liked? What's your take on that? There's actually not a lot that I didn't like because I like this movie a lot. I, I, I like the pacing. I like the JK Simmons character. I like, you know, again, how we're, we kind of jump around from, Oh, what just happened? You, you guys still there? Yeah, we're, yeah here. we're here. Oh, that's weird. My my video of you guys just disappeared completely, and I don't know. But now we know where you live, so it's fine. That's weird. Yeah, your background's <laughs> gone. <laughs> what just happened? All right, whatever. I don't care. My background just disappeared. Yeah, it's gone. I think Skype Skype updated in the middle of our yeah episode. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Anyway, um, uh, no, I like all that stuff. So. Uh, though we do have this. Oh, I wasn't ready. Uh, I should have. Uh, we do have. Uh, come on. Where is it? Stupid thing. I can't find it. Oh, this is such good radio. Um, it, yep. We did have. We had a montage. This movie had an an accounting montage where he's, you know, throwing the markers away and writing all this stuff. So. Got like a good montage. <laughs> Speaking of those markers, do you see how much ink were like exploding out of those as he threw them in the trash yeah, can? He was this, so I, wasteful. Like yeah. I feel like he could have gotten a couple more uh, glass panes out of them. Yeah, yeah. He could have painted that whole building with those. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Just I don't know the. I, nothing really triggers me on this movie. Triggers is not the right word. Nothing really, uh, like I really hit on this movie. I just, I enjoy it. I just watch it. I mean, this is a movie that like three weeks ago was on TNT and I watched the last 25 minutes of it like two or three weeks ago. It's because I like the assault on the house. I like that trope. We see that a lot in, in these kind of movies where it's the lone gunman. We saw it in Shooter and we've mm-hmm. seen it in yeah. uh, probably another three or four movies I can't think of. But I just kind of like that trope of, you know, the the assault on the rich guy's house. And the uh, I think John Wick does it, too, at the end of John Wick. You know, it's just they always have these snipers and they're always terrible at, at, at you know, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying they're, yeah. they're always bad. And uh, anyway, I don't know. I just I yeah. I like this. Maybe movie. that's maybe that's the what I don't like. The fact that I feel like I've seen this movie before, even though I, this is my first time watching it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, there's just so much of it that is not original. And I don't mean the story necessarily or how they use a, a person with a, a 
disorder as the main character, but I, I don't know. It I, just, I just feel like I've seen a lot of this before. I do think that you're right. You're not wrong. This, this movie has a lot of those same action tropes, a lot of the same kind of, uh, you broke the moral code. So I have to kill you kind of tropes. I mean, you're not wrong. It has all of those things. You know, what makes this movie different is I do think that the, the fact that the main hero is, or the main character, I did have a fun little disagreement with, um, uh, Carrie from the Dicktales podcast, uh, who was on a few weeks ago, I was messaging her like, Hey, this is our movie. And she was like, Oh yeah. He, you know, Ben Affleck plays the bad guy. And I'm like, no, he's the good guy. She's like, yeah, I think he's the bad guy. So I think he, I think there's it, a little- it's one of those, the lines kind of blurred on his character, right? He does bad. Almost anti-hero. Right? He does bad things, but the plot of the movie is, is that he is avenging somebody's death. So it's like, yeah. it's almost like it. he's on the fence of, is he the good guy? Is he not the bad guy? You can make an argument for both. Like, I, I honestly truly think yeah. you could. Is John Wick the good guy or the bad guy? Is Jason Bourne a good guy or a bad right, guy? Exactly. You know, I mean, right. well, like you said, he does want to do right. good. You know, he does want to do things that are for the benefit and the betterment of others. Right. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I, th- I think there's a pretty strong case. That I he, think he's certainly the hero of yeah. his story and of this story. So, yeah. Anyway, this that's the story, point. He, uh, he is the hero, but it, it definitely the lines are blurred on it, though. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so my point was that um, what was my point? I don't know what my point was. My point was that. Uh, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> So I do want to talk about this for a second. So again, I told you I watched this with my wife, and she uh, teaches children with uh, with the autism and other disabilities. And I wanted to ask her about so the scenes. There's there's two scenes where Affleck goes into his bedroom and he turns on these flashing lights and really loud music, and he's he's got this stick that he's kind of you know rubbing his legs with. And I asked her, I said, "What is he doing?" And she says, "Well, for him, that's what his dad taught him. He's trying to." Uh, I'm using quotes here from my wife. He does the light and sound immersion because his dad taught him that it's hurting. He's hurting himself because some people with autism have different, uh, different pain tolerances. They feel things differently and he might be trying to feel something probably from the years of his dad punishing him. Hmm. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's almost like a, I called it like a daily meditation or a, right. a, a, ther- a therapy type, but it, but it's a different kind. Right. It's the wrong kind is the thing. It's the wrong kind. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's literally a, a bad habit that he has, but it's what his dad taught him. And that's, so that's just what he does. But what if that is what helps him function throughout the day? Does that make it bad? He's not hurting well, himself. Right. He well, he is hurting himself. I mean, he is physically hurting himself. I mean, the 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 thing with the stick is to is to hurt him. I mean, when you see him, especially the second time when he can't. The second time, you, you could know, tell it was definitely causing injuries, right? But I mean, yeah. the flashing lights and rolling the stick, it you know that might be his way to kind of bring himself back to center. You know what I mean? Well, okay, put it to, I'll, I'll change the dynamic. All right. So if you're someone that is hurting um, emotionally and you decide to 
uh, to cut yourself, right? To release, you know, when you when you cut yourself, you release endorphins, and then you get a sense of relief. So it, it's kind of the same thing. Like you are you are physically hurting yourself. I know that's a little bit of a different um, different thing here, but like if that's what how you medicate yourself, right? And it and though it helps you function throughout the day, it's not healthy, right? So it's right. kind of the same thing. Like what he's doing might work for him, but it's ultimately not healthy for him. But he doesn't know any better. Right. Like that's the thing is like, so, and my, and my wife, when she mentioned, you know, the pain tolerances. So one of the, um, one of the girls that she worked with for a long time, she worked for this one girl for like six or seven years. She said she, she could stick her hand like in a bucket of ice water and leave it in there for minutes and feel mm-hmm. no pain. And uh, I was really curious about this until I did a literally a Google search. Uh, unfortunately, there's not a lot of information about this, but there are multiple articles that talk about um, it's the the pain receptors in the brain don't work kind of the same way uh, as you know others do. So you know that's how a lot of times that you know they can hurt themselves more than they realize that they are because they don't feel that pain right away. Which I didn't know that, right. uh, so I learned something new. Even I, my mom taught special needs for thirty-five years, and my wife's going on fifteen. So still learned something new, which was interesting. Uh, yeah. Anything else we want to talk about before I play some clips? No, I don't got anything else. All right. I didn't take a lot of notes on this. <laughs> I. Uh, <laughs> I didn't either, but usually for me that means that I like the movie. But again, I I did like the movie, so I'm good with it. I mean, my all my notes were seeing him make the puzzle upside down is amazing, mm-hmm. and uh, my wife says that uh, one of her kids does that. That's how they do the puzzle is upside down. They don't do it with the picture. Um, I love how he helps the farmers with the taxes. Um, yeah, blackmailing an agent seems rough. Oh, I'm sorry. I do have a question. Going back to the farmers real quick. Yeah. The guys that were there at the farm to kill him. Yeah. Were they a part of the security firm with his brother? Yeah. Or were they? That's what I assume too. Yeah. Yeah. Because later he's on the phone with someone, which I assume is probably. um, John uh, Lithgow or somebody. John Lithgow. Yes. Thank you. I couldn't think of his name. All I had in my head was. Uh, Black no footloose. <laughs> um, <laughs> he uh, he was on the phone with him, and he was like, "He's just an accountant," and like yeah. two of my guys are dead or something like that. Like I'm, he said something like that. So oh, yeah. I assume okay. that everyone that he kills works for his brother. That's what I so, assume too. Uh, uh, yeah. Do you guys like John? If you guys like John Lithgow, check out uh, the Old Man. It's an FX show. It's really good. Okay. He also is a great, uh, uh, oh gosh, Prime Minister Winston Churchill. There we go. In the Crown. I haven't seen Interesting. that. Interesting. I have not. Yeah. All right. Very good. Cool. Uh, the only, uh, literally, the only other note that I mentioned um, uh, was that I love the fight scene at the farm, and then he just kind of waves. That kind of cracks me up. <laughs> Dude, you know, I like did. I laughed pretty hard at that. Cause he just like yeah. chokes that guy out and then he's like, okay, I'm out. And then just walks yeah, away. It just leaves. 
<laughs> yeah, I love it. it well, he it, it, that's kind of a callback because when they first see him shoot those cantaloupes, they look out the he's window just like, and right. he waves. So it's kind of a callback to that scene. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, all right. So speaking of the farmers, here is their scene. I meant what I said, son. You're welcome out to the place anytime. Do you fish? I got a two-acre pond that is just thick with catfish and bass. I don't fish. I shoot. Well, the, the farm's a perfect place to do a little planking. So, right. a little planking. I like that. Yeah. Did you say a blinking? <laughs> no. I said some plinking. Oh, okay. Yeah. Could you imagine him shooting, uh, shooting a fish with that fifty cal? <laughs> there would be nothing there would left. Be nothing left. Oh my gosh, that'd be great. Uh, all right. Well, once again, for the third week in a row, if you say the name of your movie, I will capture it. Tokyo, Tel Aviv, Naples. There was a sighting in Tehran, all describing the same man. An accountant, our accountant. The accountant. The accountant, like CPA accountant? Yeah. By the time she says it, they've said that word like five times, it starts to sound weird. <laughs> uh-huh. uh. It's even weirder when you're just hearing the audio. Yeah. So this is 45 seconds. This is a long clip, and I actually edited it, edited it down to 45 seconds from the original, about two and a half minutes. But I just like everything about this scene. I love how Anna Kendrick is so confused by his answers and befuddled. And I know it's an audio clip, but like the the expressions that she gives are just priceless. So this is them sitting on the uh, when they're having lunch outside. Plus, my dad was an accountant. He actually, you know, he had the whole shtick, the, uh, you know, the little amortization book and the green eye shade and the, like, dorky pocket protector and... I have a pocket protector. That's a nice one. I mean, his was dorky. That's, yours is nice. Dad's taste ran more to dogs playing poker. I like dogs playing poker. Because the dogs would never bet on things, and so it's incongruous. I like in kind of weird Yeah, dogs playing poker is nice. It's sort of a, just different. I love it. I think that scene's just great. <laughs> it's hilarious because yeah. she just like shoves her foot in her mouth and then proceeds to shove it further down her throat. It's hilarious. Yeah. It's very much Big Bang Theory. Right. Yeah, it does kind of feel like that. Yeah, with like Sheldon. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just like everything. She's like, yeah, that's that thing's not cool. And he's like, but I do it. Oh, well, you know, it, it's pretty cool. You know, it's just right. <laughs> like she's trying to suck up to this guy for some reason. I'm not really sure why, but it, it was funny. The one thing I really liked that the movie didn't do is make that some kind of love thing. Right. Yeah. I was just going to say that. I mean, the, you you feel like they kind of did. They were trying to, but. But, but not not in the typical romantic right Right. and and i think that's again not not to say that people with autism can't fall in love that's not at all what any three of us are saying but it no they just met and it's not his personality that we've seen in the movie to do that kind of thing he feels a sense of protection for her right right he wants to protect her um and and i just love the fact that they he takes her to a really nice hotel because they have soft towels Right. And 
Right. And he says that he's like, and I wanted to impress you or I wanted you to be comfortable or something like that. Like even in this crazy yeah. moment, he's still thinking of her needs as just as a person, which is really kind of lovely. You know, it's not like, like in Jason Bourne, yeah. they go to some shitty hotel. Right. Whereas he's like, let's go to the four seasons, you know, or, or whatever. So I think that, well, and it calls back, go ahead. No, Sorry, no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, it calls back also to when his parents are having that conversation, when they take him, to the clinic about uh, the guy saying that he may have uh, sensitivities to fabrics. Yeah. Um, Cause he wears that same t-shirt every day. Yeah. Uh, which then he talks about how the towels feel and all that. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I think. It- uh, yeah. Yeah. Just, it's just character building and it's, I think mm-hmm. good writing that they, you give a, you give a little bit of a setup and, and then you get a little bit of a payoff, which is, which is nice. I felt he became protective of her. Because they had uh, common interests, she was able to relate to him with yeah. during the montage scene, right? You know, right after the montage when they're talking about the the, the money and and everything yeah. that's missing. So I think that connection started there because he actually smiled while interacting with her. Where up to that point, he really hadn't had a smile or a happy inflection. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. Uh, I, I, and the scene you're talking about is this one. It absolutely makes no sense. Where's, Where's the, the money coming from? from? Exactly. Um, it, it's not inventory? Inventory terms, no. Uh, chargebacks to vendors? No, perfectly in order. I, internal offsets? No, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> um, I love that that he can make a joke. Right. He, oh, no, that's yeah. a terrible idea. Like, if you say it with a straight face, then you're mean. But because it's a, a smile... Right, because they're having a good time. It's a joke, and and she she just eats it up. It's great. Anna Kendrick is just the best. I want her in all movies. I think it's though. I think it's just that because her brain was processing his the information that he was giving her the same way that he was processing it. And I think that's how that that developed into that protection mode for him. Uh, here is just some really good acting by. Uh, J.K. Simmons. Were you a good dad, Raymond King? Yeah, I've been a good dad. I'm a lousy agent, and I've been a weak man. But that I didn't screw up. That I got right. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, here's the last one. Uh, it's not supposed to make me laugh, but it did. But I restore lives, not Dana. Me. Men, women, children. I give them hope. Make them whole. Do you even know what that's like? Yes, I do. <laughs> you know what? I laugh, too. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. Yeah. Uh, it is pretty funny. He just, yeah, boom. Uh, I like it. All right. That's it. Time for our game. And this week, our game is sponsored by... Do you like cute dogs? Of course you do. We have a cute dog, and we'll share pictures of her if you listen to our podcast. We are Two Idiots and a Dog, and we talk about movies and other media. And post pictures of our dog, Kaiju. New episodes post weekly on podpage.com slash T-I-A-A-D media. 
You can also find us on Twitter and Facebook at T-I-A-A-D Media and wherever fine podcasts are sold. So give us a listen. You wouldn't want to disappoint Kaiju. And now for some more bad news. Ready? Time to play our new game, which is called... I keep saying new, Andrew. We've been doing this game for like five months now, right? I mean... Yeah, it's it's not new It's anymore. not new anymore. It just, for some reason, it feels new. I guess after 400 episodes, if it's under 100 episodes, it feels new. This game is what we call, Hey, Did You Notice? This is a game where Andrew asks us incredibly hard questions about the movie, and we see if we can remember small, minute details that only Andrew picks up. This is a back and forth. Uh, Kevin will go for first. If you get it right, you get a point. If you don't get it right, I can steal the point. Best out of five wins the game of no great consequence or actual prize. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kevin, you ready? Let's do it. All right, here's the first question. Blackburn asks if Wolf is aware of Living Robotics' three income streams. What were those three income streams? Nanotechnology. Biometric something. And I can't think of the third one. All right. We're going to go to Sean, see if Sean can. The only ones I remember was it was there was a military contract. Uh, it was just it just said defense contract. I remember obviously advanced mm-hmm. prosthetics for the army. Um, I don't remember the third one either. Consumer electronics. Consumer electronics. Was the third one. Yeah. Yeah. Consumer electronics, next gen prosthetics, and unmanned military applications. Okay. Yeah. There All right. Go. So no points awarded for that one. Number two, Sean. This will go to you. In order to buy the dress she wanted, Dana took all the money she had and went to play blackjack at the Harris Casino, where she won $2,000 at a nickel slot machine. How much money did she start with? She she said, this is all the money I have, and I took it. Was like, it was like $130, wasn't it? It was like 183 or 87 or... That's it. Yeah, Kevin, you got it. $183. Nice. Nice. Yeah, so a point for Kevin there. Nice. All right, Kevin, this goes back to you. The IRS agent and Medina discover that ZZZ Accounting is in partnership with several businesses in the strip mall. Paul's Laundromat is located directly to the right of the accounting firm, but what business is directly to the left? It was a grocery store. It was an Asian grocery store, and it was... I can't think of the name of it. Yeah, Sean? I can't think of the name of it. I mean, isn't not isn't it not a? I thought it was a Chinese restaurant. I thought it was like Great China Restaurant or something. Well, that was one of the businesses, but that was to the right of the laundry. Oh, okay. On the left side of the accounting firm, there was Kim's Nail and oh. Facial. Oh, oh, all right. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> all right, Sean. This goes back to you. The number three is the number Christian finds in common as the second number in each of the random ledger accounts. Three is a special number for Christian as shown by his shooting of the three melons, eating three pancakes, three strips of bacon, and three eggs for breakfast. But there are three other personal items that tell us that three is an important number for him. What are those items? Besides the fork, spoon, and knife that he has? The only, yeah, not just those three things? Not the fork, spoon, and knife. 
the other three things that he has that are important to him. Three things, uh, personal things. Uh, are they in his house? You can't ask questions. That's um, not. That's not oh, how okay. this is working. <laughs> all right. All right. Fine. Um, well, it is the same item three times. No, it's not three separate items. If I think, if that's what you're thinking. I don't. I can't think of any other item that he has three of. I mean, he has the one thermos that that matters to him. He has a whole bunch of markers he throws away. He's got the 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 three utensils, the one plate. Uh, he's got guns everywhere, um, cameras everywhere. I'm trying to think of the. Th- I don't. I don't know. All right, Kevin. Do you have a guess? I was going to say the thermos. Well, we. We just played the clip a moment ago that talks about his pocket protector. Oh, the three pins? And in his pocket protector, oh, there were three, three pins. pins. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. All right. Kevin, this goes to you. you. Know, he's already won. But I guess if you get this you wrong, I could technically steal it. Maybe. Or it's a tie. Yeah. Do we have a tiebreaker? Oh, yeah. I've got tiebreakers. <laughs> All right. So as Dana goes through Christian's drawers in the camper... She finds money, utensils, baseball cards, and comic books. What two superheroes are on those comic books? I know they were action, action, something comics. Superman? Yeah, I'm going to go with Superman. That's one. There were two. Who Who else is in Superman? I don't know. Honestly, I wasn't paying attention to that part, but I knew it was a comic book. <laughs> All right, John. Well, yeah, so there was there was the one on top, but he takes one also. They were both, I thought they were both action comics, like number one, which would have been, um, Superman would have been the first one. I can't remember was the, if the second one was Detective Comics or not, which would have been Batman. But I, I wasn't, but that feels, was not yeah, Batman. it feels too on the nose to be Superman and Batman. So I'll say, who else would it have been? Uh, Superman and Captain America. I don't know. Green Lantern. Green Lantern. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I had to do a deep dive on that. So you may not have known. Even if you saw the character, I don't know. Because this was a a costume that I had never seen. It was like a red costume and he had a green cape. Oh, Oh, interesting. Interesting. Before. Yeah, so it's it's like Green Lantern number sixteen. I did it. I did a big deep dive. On nice. That. Yeah, um, yeah. So is that's that it? it. I have a yeah. No, our, our okay. Kevin wins. We don't need it. Sweet. Congratulations, Kevin. I'll expect my prize in the mail. No problem. Well, you've already got stickers from me, so I don't have anything else to send you. <laughs> I'll take that uh, bet behind you. It's fine. I got you. Yeah. All right. Time for this. This is our top three. We chose J.K. Simmons movies because we've already done Ben Affleck and Assassins several times. Uh, so uh, let's do uh, J.K. Simmons roles. And we will start with Kevin. So we were talking about this beforehand, and I'm, I'm a huge fan of him. He's a great uh, supporting character. He always plays that kind of off in the background. Even, even in this movie, even though he was more focused as a central character he was still felt like a background character but nonetheless it was still a great character my top three is probably gonna have to be 
uh, Spider-Man from 2002. And then this movie because I hadn't seen this movie. So, and then Palm Springs. All right. Right on. All right. Uh, my three are, I also chose Spider-Man as my number one. J. Jonah Jameson is such a great character. I mean, it was like when they wrote the comic, they thought of him. I mean, it's honestly like when they wrote yeah. the new Nick Fury, they literally drew it to look like Samuel Jackson. So right. That's why mm-hmm. he, you know, is the perfect casting. So my number three is Juno when he's the dad from Juno. And uh, punch that bleaker kid. Uh, <laughs> you beat me to it. <laughs> I, I love that line. Um, that's that's just one of my. Oh, I keep typing Juno wrong. Gosh dang it. Uh, but I, I just, uh, yeah, this. Uh... Yeah, there you go. <laughs> my number two is uh, Klaus in the movie Klaus. He is Santa Claus in Klaus the uh, animated film. And that's such a good movie. If you like Christmas movies, it's such a good, uh, cool version of the, the Santa Claus movie. So highly recommend it. And of course, Spider-Man is my number one. Andrew. Yeah. Well, I, uh, Oh, you good there? Uh Oh, the cow got to him. Yeah. Well, I have got, uh, at number three, I have Juno, uh, mainly for the punch in the bleaker kid in the wiener thing, because uh, that makes me laugh every time I hear it. Um, <laughs> I also have uh, Spider-Man as number two. And then at number one, I have Whiplash. Yeah, I still haven't seen it. I need to. I know. Whiplash is, it is it is in my top ten list of, or, or, or movies, not just because I'm a musician and it's a music movie. Right. But it's just such a good movie. And it's not, it's a heavy movie though. So it's not something you're going to want to watch over and over. But um, it, it's so great. Definitely watch okay. it. Okay. Uh, Twitter chimed in a little bit and said, uh, at your next movie pod, your next favorite movie pod says Whiplash. That's just that, just Whiplash. And at Avatar Pod, um, uh, Avatar Pod says Whiplash up in the air in Palm Springs. So there you go. Uh, Whiplash getting getting some love there as well as Palm Springs, which I've not seen. All right, time for this. This is where we give the movie a score from zero to ten, and we put it in the uh, our big computer sheet here and see where it ranks up against other films. That we have also seen. Andrew, you go first. Well, IMDb is set at a 7.3 out of 10 on this. Um, I I can't go that high just because I, rewatchability for me is not not quite there. Maybe had I watched it in all, you know, all in one setting and and been in a different mood, maybe. I don't know. Mood sometimes can affect the way that we feel. That's about exactly movies. right. Uh the uh, the acting itself is fine. There's no no big issues there, and uh, it, very good in some parts. And, and, and the way that the um, like I said, the uh, twists happen and they're kind of unexpected. I give them props for that. So I'm still going to put it at about 
uh, a 6.7 right. out of 10. Kevin? I think I'm going to have to go above the IMDB rating. Um, somewhere in the 8 range. I w- if I had to nail it down to an exact number, I'd probably put it around like an 8.2, 8.3, something like that. Right. Uh, I could see myself rewatching it. There were a couple of places where I didn't like the storyline, but it didn't affect it all that much. Uh, so, yeah, I would say somewhere in the eight range. Okay, wow. That's a lot higher than I thought you were going to go. I thought you were going to be closer with Andrew. Um, okay. Well, uh, I like this movie a lot, but I don't think I could go 8.2. Um I, I'm just gonna give it an eight. Uh, I like this movie a lot, but I can't, I can't put it above Lethal Weapon. I just, I just can't. So you know, I, g- I gave Lethal Weapon an eight point one. <laughs> so I'm gonna go an eight, and uh, and that's okay. And that puts this movie at a seven point six. So we we have a string of movies here. Uh, the last four movies in a row have been between seven point five six and seven point nine. So. Uh, I think what that means is we're watching some good movies. I think that's good. I think it's okay to watch some good movies. Uh, next, uh, our next episode, that might number might go in a different direction. We'll see what happens. But <laughs> before we do, that's our show. That's it. Thank you all so much for listening. And I am so excited. Kevin, please tell again our listeners where they can find your show. And uh, yeah. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. It's been a blast with you guys. Uh, my name is Kevin again. I host the Jerry Room podcast. If you guys are into true crime, uh, come check my show out. You can find me anywhere you find cheap, cheap, cheap seat reviews. You'll definitely find the Jerry Room podcast. And also, I have a series that I've been working on, but I'm getting ready to turn it into a second show. If you're into about addiction or learning about the history of drugs, the war on drugs, that kind of things. Uh, just look up Addicted. That's going to be my second show. Um, I've already got episodes out, but that transfer should be complete around the beginning of August. Right on. Very good. I've listened to a couple of your Addicted episodes, and it's it's some good stuff. So, Well, uh, thank you for so, listening. I appreciate that very, very much. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Well, it was also my homework assignment, so uh, <laughs> I had to. <laughs> Uh, but in the meantime, before I get to what we're doing next week, go back and listen to all 400 other episodes. Andrew, I found a listener on Twitter that is doing that and just bless her heart. Yeah. She made a comment. She's listening to the children of the corn episode. So she won't obviously hear this. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. She won't hear this. Me saying this for a long time. (laughs) Uh, I don't know if she's staying current, but she mentioned uh, going back and she's watch- she's listening to the Children of the Corn. That's like episode what eight, nine, ten, something like that. That was that was way before my yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we legitimately yeah. did that movie just to scare Cornelius, uh, who was one of our original four co-hosts, because his sister made him watch Not that movie guy. as a child and scared him. So he hates that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all for torturing people. It's a true story. It really is. So go back and and be like her and go back and listen to those episodes. You can do that, of course, on all of the uh, major uh, podcatching platforms, as well as you can just go to our website, uh, com. Uh, there you can find links to our socials like uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We are on all of those places, though typically I'm just most active on Twitter. 
send me a message. I'll, I'll, I'll say hi to you and we can chat about movies. And uh, apparently I talked today uh, with uh, who I was on last night, last night with Jen from my streaming bubble. We talked about soup today on Twitter. So you never know what we're going nice. to talk about. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, that's going to do it next week. Oh, next. I should. Well, yeah, next week, next episode. I am so excited to announce we are watching Cowboys and Aliens. That's right. You heard me. Cowboys <laughs> and Aliens. Andrew's fa- Yeah. I, no, this is this is a movie that's going to be a little controversial. This I is going to be very controversial because our yeah. guest absolutely positively loves this movie. And she is here to defend it. It is MJ from the mm. Spooky Tales uh, podcast. Uh, and I'm so excited to have MJ on next week for Cowboys and Aliens. Also, I'm super stoked to announce. Last week, I teased that I had a big announcement. Here's the announcement. We now have a Patreon. That's right. We have a Patreon. Cheap Seat Reviews has a Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash cheap seat reviews. Check it out. There's not much. Basically, we just want a little support, and that would be really great. We've had such great support from you, the listeners, for so many years. Um, just we're in this time where it, it would just be really great if the show could kind of help pay for itself. You know, if the lowest uh, membership is just a buck a month, a buck a month. If everyone listening donated a buck a month, then that would completely pay, pay for the show out of pocket. And then we could do some really cool stuff like get do stickers to, to give to guests and things like that. So please go to patreon.com slash cheap seat reviews. Give us a follow. That would be really great. Um, looking forward to it as well. So thank you so much. We're very excited uh, to, to add this to our, uh, I guess, repertoire of things to interact with you. So. That's it. That's the show. Thank you all so much for listening. And on behalf of Kevin, Andrew, and Sam, this is Sean saying thank you all so much for listening. And we'll see you next week for Cowboys and Aliens. This is Cheap Seat Reviews.